Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Let's get clean a call. Listen, Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos are the absolute best, and they will leave your hair looking and feeling like you just left the salon. Their science-backed formulas are powered by nourishing, naturally-derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visible, woe-worthy results for every hair type. Listen, I didn't really realize until I started using Amika. I had a stylist that turned me on to it. Their dry shampoo is the best dry shampoo, point-blank period ever. You can hold it up to the test of time. I will tell you, Amika is what I take on the road. It's in my bag. It's in my vanity closet right now. Like I use all of Amika's products. So when they started sending me stuff and they said they wanted to work with me, I was like, done. We are done here. I am so excited. Sign me up. One of the reasons I also like Amika is they were doing the the right thing before everybody else was, okay? They're friends to hair, hairstylists, the planet, and you. They were kind and clean before it was a thing. Amika was always vegan and cruelty-free. And they're clean and planet-positive at Sephora and a B Corp certified, which we love. They use seed buckthorn, and that's also a fabulous thing. The seed buckthorn power products nourish your skin, scalp, and strands. I really love all their stuff. It's the best. And now you can shop all my favorites at Love Amika. Let me spell that out for you. L-O-V-E. A-M-I-K-A.com slash absolutely to get 20% off your order. Again, 20% off discount automatically applied at checkout if you use my link. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Expires 11-1-23. Again, that's loveamica.com slash absolutely and use 20% off your order. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're doing fantastic. A lot going on. A lot going on. When this episode comes out, I'll be in Italy, but I'm recording it right now in New York in this beautiful studio down here on Canal Street. Let me tell you what, being back in the city every time I'm here, I just feel electric. You know what I mean? I got a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup, on a toasted everything flat this morning, my La Colombe, you know, iced cappuccino. I am feeling alive. I am feeling like I am just in the zone. I sweat all the way here. You know, I stayed at my usual, the Bowery. I don't know why I'm telling you where I stay because, you know, white women, (laughs) they'll find you. But it's just nice. I'm here for 48 hours for work and we're wheeling and dealing. So I know we have a lot to catch up on. I'm very excited to get into the voicemails. And I just kind of wanted to recap uh, what it's been like to be on the road recently. Lots been going on. I know that you guys wanted to hear some road stories. So I figure while we're here feeling nostalgic, let me tell you what my couple weekends have been like. Listen, we hit a wild three days. Three of the wildest places I think I've ever been. And it's not because these places are particular. It's not like a Vegas moment, right? Which you would think what happens in Vegas. I hit Orlando, then I went to Raleigh, then I went to Richmond, Virginia. Three kind of unassuming spots. You know, Orlando, you know you're going to get your fair share of Disney adults. Raleigh, you might get a couple doctors from the local Duke area. And Richmond, you know, maybe a a distant relative of Thomas Jefferson. You know, that's what, what my expectations were. Now, I performed in all three cities, maybe except 
Raleigh, I did Durham last time. But regardless, regardless, I know these are Southern people. I know what I'm getting into. We roll up to Orlando at the Universal Studios, played the Hard Rock Live. It was an amazing venue. But it was just, I don't know what was in the water that weekend. And I don't want to seem like I'm being a buzzkill. I'm not doing a PSA per se, but I will say... (laughs) I know falls kicked in. I know the mommies are out. I know the daddies, you know, have been watching the footballs. And then they've maybe been, you know, dibble dabbling in the medicinal marijuana. All I want to say is I was not ready for what I what I went through that leg of the, the tour this past weekend. Orlando was just unhinged. It was wild. It was like there was there was like six bachelorette parties on a Thursday night at this show, which I'm here for. I love it. If you want to celebrate your last night of celibacy with me, that's a beautiful thing. That is an absolute beautiful thing. Or maybe it's your last night of hedonism. You know what I mean? I don't know if you went to my show and then, you know, blew a couple guys in the alley. If that's what your journey was, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so honored that I was a part of it. But it was just wild. We performed literally at the Universal Studios lot. So you have to realize I'm coming in like the employee's entrance, the back gate. And I'm rolling calls. We pull up to the gate. They need to do like a full background check. They're checking IDs, yada, yada, yada. We pull up. I can see the damn death drop, the Hollywood Tower. That is that Disney. Whatever's at Universal, some sort of drop to your death G-Force ride is literally in the background. So I'm rolling calls, dude. I'm, I'm, you know, business never stops until I say, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this party started. So I am rolling calls and I can hear people screaming on roller coasters as I roll up. And I just loved it. I loved every second of it. Then we were at a hard rock. Dude, I don't know when was the last time you went to a hard rock. Guess what? The Tupelo chicken tenders, still delicious. A plethora of condiments. And I'm, I'm you know, walking through the halls backstage and they've got all this signage and posters and photography of all the people that have performed there. We had Maroon 5. Saw a nice photo of, I almost said Avril Lavigne. Adam Levine in a, I guess back in 2005, he used to perform in a cardigan sweater. Since then, he's definitely lost a shirt and gotten full, full upper body torso tats. Slipknot was on the wall. I think Tori Amos. It was just a mixture. It was a mixture of like the Ying Yang Twins, Maroon 5, and Slipknot. So I felt like I was in great company. Came out, did the show, just tons of bachelorettes, just wild. And this was a show where I'm like 99% sure halfway through the show, I saw a probably middle-aged couple, and I would say their young child. I, I don't know if this, it looked like a daughter. I couldn't really tell from the stage, you got to realize I can only really see usually to like the fifth row and then everything else is kind of blacked out because there's a spotlight. But I could see this one couple leaving with their child. And I don't know if they knew that they were coming to a comedy show. I don't know if they knew it was my show. I don't know if they knew who I was. And I don't have like a particularly, you know, I'm not that crazy, but this material on this current tour is very adult. It is about my first year marriage. It's about living with, you know, a gentleman with a medium-sized penis. You know, that is what the material is about. And I saw this couple get up with their child and immediately it's a gut check for me because I'm like, who who let who let like a 12-year-old kid in this theater? But I just wanted to give a PSA. I know there's a lot of new people coming to shows. I'm so honored. I'm so thrilled. But it is not a show for your children. And I always say this podcast is not a podcast for your children. If you, you know, are driving a carpool and the kids are listening, well... <laughs> You're a terrible mother. So anyways, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Spread the word to your local Bunko group that this is not a show for kids. We, we talk about the sex, the blowjobs, you know, just marriage, the nuances of being married, the nuances of what it's like to be a grown ass woman, navigating the world. You know, I, I believe I go into detail about, you know, just the the. I'd say the vastness of my vagina. So either way, I just think that we need to, you know, they, they say it takes a village. Well, not at my show. You know what I mean? It's just me doing dick jokes. So I'd appreciate it if you don't bring your kids. But I did. I walked off stage and I asked Chris, my producer, I was like, did you see like a family leave? And he's like, yeah, I don't know how they got in. Just needless to say, quick PSA, don't bring your kids to the show. And I have a lot of other comedian friends who will say that kids will come to their show I think John Mulaney did a whole thing about it in his last special. He's like, why is there an 11-year-old in the audience? So, yeah, just adults. Adults only, please. Hold on. Oh, God, I'm looking at myself on camera. I got to get a neck job. Y'all, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
uh, for my 40th birthday, which is in three years, I'm getting my neck done. Okay. I'm looking. Yeah, I got to get my neck done. It is what it is. Okay. The thick neck is now just becoming a loose neck. All right. The baby fat is just starting to droop. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm probably going to get one done. Just a nice little tuck. It's going to be a minute, but that is, I see the, I see the comments online. Okay, Cheryl, I see him. When I'm going to do my hair, I want to use the best. And that's why I'm using Amika. Let's get clean and cool with it. I love their shampoo and conditioners. I absolutely love their dry shampoo. I love all the products. Why do I love Amika so much? Well, you feel like you just walked out of a salon, but you did it at your house. And that's what we're here for. One of the reasons I truly love Amika, though, is because they were doing the right thing before everybody else jumped on board to do the right thing. They've always been clean and vegan and cruelty-free. And they're planet positive at Sephora, which is B Corp certified, which we love. They love, we love a clean and B Corp certified. Also, they have sea buckthorn powered products that nourish your skin, scalp, and strands. Honestly, I love that their products are clinically proven clean for all hair types and that it's just great. Their stuff's great. Also, the packaging's fantastic. Whoever did their branding, very, very smart. Um, And they just have a great product. Their dry shampoo will absolutely change your life. You will never want to use any other dry shampoo or any shampoo and conditioner, point blank, period. But listen, now you can shop all my favorites at loveamika.com slash absolutely to get 20% off your order. Again, that is loveamika. Let me spell it out for you. A-M-I-K-A, loveamika.com slash absolutely and get 20% off your order. 20% off discount automatically applied at checkout if you use my link cannot be combined with other offers. Expires on 11-123. Again, that's loveamika.com slash absolutely. You'll love it. I know you'll love it. Thank me later. Loveamika.com slash absolutely. I love Nutrafol because I started using it after I did my third round of IVF and I basically had all the postpartum issues with the hormone imbalance. I was purging all of these IVF drugs and I was having all the postpartum stuff that, right? My hormones were completely off and this is why I love Nutrafol. I've been on Nutrafol consistently. My baby hairs are coming in, baby. It is getting thicker. The biggest thing that I learned was it's hormonal. We need to look at the inside, okay? It's not just about like topically what you're putting on your head. It's about what you're putting in your body and I really love Nutrafol because my number one thing is it's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. And from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter what your stage of life is, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com and take their healthy hair quiz. It's basically a wellness quiz. It can identify the root cause of your thinning hair and Nutrafol can help you get a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Number one reason I love them too is it's drug free and that's what I'm about. Listen, take the first step for visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code absolutely not. Again, find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code absolutely not. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code absolutely not. Okay, but so then then after we leave Orlando, meanwhile at the Hard Rock, I was feeling nostalgic. I made everybody get Hard Rock t-shirts. If you thought that I didn't make Raymond and Chris all wear Hard Rock t-shirts while we sat in, in you know, main cabin on our way to Raleigh on Friday, you were out of your damn mind. So the flight attendants come up and, you know, I'm usually a first class gal just because I have insanely enormous shoulders and I'm diamond status. But in order to get to Raleigh, we were the three of us main cabin. And we're not, you know, being sandwiched in between Chris and Ray is you're fighting for your life. But I, you know, this is how joyful I am. This is how easy of a boss I am. Okay. They were like, oh, do you want an aisle? I said, no, I'll sit in between because I know you two can't sit next to each other. I will sit in between. I didn't complain. I was laughing my ass off. I'm in my Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt feeling like I was back on a class trip in eighth grade. It felt great. But the flight attendant comes up and she's literally like, do you guys what do you do? Do you work for Hard Rock Cafe? So naturally, I'm like, yes. I said, we were going to Raleigh to open the new Hard Rock Cafe. And they just thought it was fucking great. Then somebody tipped off one of the flight attendants that I was comedian. And then the next thing you know, they're like, can we get tickets? So shout out to the Delta crew on my flight who showed up, the girlie showed up to the show and they had a great fucking time. But we get to Raleigh and 
I don't know what was in the air. Like Orlando was wild. The bachelorettes were going crazy. And then we get to Raleigh. Now, first of all, we have like every city that we go to, we have like an assistant, if you will, who we call them a runner. They run out, they go get the stuff that we need for backstage. My writer's very simple. Little little shirt cute, little meat and cheese, you know, maybe a little spread with some hummus. I like a couple spindrifts. I like a nice seltzer, a bottle of Pinot Noir and plenty of water. That's it. I'm not asking for like a bowl of brown M&Ms. I'm not asking for, you know, some obscure Japanese candy. I'm in Raleigh. I'm just asking for a nice little meat and cheese tray. And the woman, lovely woman, gets out of her car. She has no shoes on. So she's walking out of the car with the charcuterie, no shoes. And everybody at the theater is like, hey, ma'am, you can't walk into a theater without shoes on. That's like a huge liability. And she's like, don't tell anybody. So this girl is just, I don't know if she went into the target to get the shark cute with no shoes on. But I was already like, I love being in Raleigh. I mean, North Carolina just hits fucking different. It hits different. And as a Georgia girly, as a homeowner in Mississippi, I'm allowed to say every, I'm a Southerner. You know, we can say North Carolina hits different. So I, you know, we got a bowl beforehand from a place in Raleigh. Chicken was raw. So I'm halfway through this bowl before I realize it's full it's not even mildly cooked. It's I'm just raw dog and some raw chicken. So I'm like, I'm either going to get sick before the show or it's going to hit it exactly 12 hours as I'm rolling into Richmond. But I'm, you know, I'm just like, we're going to let it rip. So I have my little girl dinner. I had a couple crackers because the charcuterie was, you know, straight out of the back end of a Target and ate a little raw chicken. And then I get out and I'm letting it rip. We're having the best time. Crowd work's so fun. I'm in this beautiful symphony hall. But the way that the theater was set up, it, the stage was very low because it's Symphony Hall. So I'm literally basically like sitting on top of the audience. And usually there's a little bit of a distance. But I this this very handsome man, Josh, who was front row center at the show, I was essentially sitting in his lap. So I'm halfway through the show. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. This woman starts and you have to realize when you guys yell shit at the shows, you know, if you're heckling or whatever, I, I usually stop because I, I can't really hear. I can't see. So if you're 12 rows back, I cannot see you. I cannot lay eyes on you unless I cover up the spot. This woman just starts screaming, screaming. And all I can kind of hear through laughter is, tell us about your mom, which I say, hey, I got a couple jokes about my mom. We're going to get there. I mean, I'm 45 minutes into the set. And she just keeps yelling, tell us about your mom. Now, all I can hear is that the rest of the audience is then turning around being like, shut the fuck up. So she just keeps screaming, tell us about your mom. As to which then I say, hey, ma'am, shut the fuck up. And all I know is the next five minutes, security went over, I guess, because a lot of people had complained. Hey, ma'am, we need you to wrap it up. We need you to just be quiet. I think they tried to escort her to the lobby just to tell her like, hey, three strikes, you're out. And then it did not go well after that. The details that I got were that she was asked to leave the show. And then I don't know what happened after that, but it uh, wasn't great. And I left that show being like, you know, I, I got the crowd back, but it's hard. It's hard when you are in the middle of a show and then somebody gets kicked out and then the audience is looking at this and they're distracted. This is just my thing. I really sound like, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm not complaining. I just want to make y'all hyper aware. You spend good money to come to a show. It is your night out with the girls. Don't black out. Have a good time. Have a white wine, but make sure you eat dinner. Come, you know, enjoy the show. I am so proud of this tour. The special is going to be fucking epic. It's everything. We're just cooking with gas, but there's no reason why you should come to a show. I mean, apparently this woman's husband was so pissed at her and she had caused such a scene that he left her ass. And I'm like, how did we get here? And then I got to spend the next 45 minutes, you know, pulling the show back together. It was just wild. And so I get the report. So after the show, cops, security guards, whatever, the, the the people who run the theaters will come up to me after the show and be like, this was great. We loved it. Your audience was awesome. Merch was great. Our liquor sales were through the roof. Like, badass, you're welcome back anytime. And it is a reflection on me when y'all come and start fights in the lobby because you don't remember if you had 45 white claws or if you had two white claws and a Klonopin. I need us as a collective to get our shit together. So I'm talking to the cop. He was a very handsome man. And he was like, no, we just asked her to leave. And then I think some shit went down outside the theater. And I just, it makes me feel like shit. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, not doing the, living my best life as a great example. And I know it really isn't on me, but either way, just get your shit together. So then we get to Richmond. All right. 
we get to Richmond and same thing. So front row, this lovely mother and daughter couple. And I knew they were hammered as soon as I came out. Ray came out. He did his warm up. Then I come out and they're just yelling, peppering me with shit. So I'm doing some crowd work, chit chatting. And then halfway through the show, the daughter is just and shout out to Steph, the mom. I love you, Steph. I know you're a big listener of the podcast, but her daughter just kept yelling, just talking the whole show. And Chris, my producer, who usually runs from the soundboard, which is in the middle of the theater, was backstage running the sound and running all the cues. And he was like, for the first time, I heard what you hear on stage. And he's like, I don't know how you do it. And I said, I know. I don't know what it was. It was like Orlando, Raleigh, Richmond. We were just getting peppered with white women who couldn't control, who, who didn't eat. It was like everyone was drinking on empty stomachs. And so then after the show, we I had a bunch of friends that live in Richmond. So I went to go meet them at the bar just for a quick beverage after the show. And I was already like, God, that was that was a wild show. And the first people I see when I walk in are Steph and, and her daughter, her lovely daughter. And <laughs> Steph, this woman, goes up to Jeff and is like, Raymond, you are phenomenal. And Jeff looks at me and he's like, is this the lady? I was like, this is them. And their group of friends are just hammer time in the in just the most insane way. And Steph, shout out to Steph. You kept asking Jeff. You you were very much so complimentary on my husband about how he opened, how he was phenomenal. He is not a, a Mexican Asian man. The man you were talking to at the bar is a six three Italian guy. I love it though. Love is love. I love that we you know you thought he was Raymond. Jeff, you know, obviously took that as a compliment. But you had a a nice five to eight minute conversation with my husband who was not Raymond. So if you know, you know, and I, all I want to say is we got it. We got to eat more before the shows. You know, I'm back there, raw dog and raw chicken. So I can have a little energy so I can be a good performer for y'all. But it was wild. It was just like, I, I left the show in Richmond. I was like, I don't know what the fuck has happened. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know if it's because people are going back to school. So you don't have as much responsibility with the kids. So when you get that Friday night off, you're like, fuck it. You know what I mean? The babysitter's here. I'm, I'm going to let it rip. I mean, the shows in the summer are always nuts because people are with their kids the full day. So then by the time they get to the show, they're like ready to, you know, just do, you know, do some, you know, do some drugs, really, truly. <laughs> Even in Richmond, this woman's second row, another couple. This woman, mouth agape, mouth agape. I'm 30 minutes into the show. She has passed out. She probably passed out before Raymond even came out. She's just mouth open. If you're watching this on YouTube, mouth open, just mouth agape. And I asked, I finally was like, hey, let's w wake it up. You can't sit in the first two rows, y'all. You cannot if you are, you know, I don't know, maybe work the night shift at a hospital. You think you might fall asleep because I will I will call you out on it. And as soon as I called her out, she, you know, caught it back in the back of her throat, woke up. And then five minutes later, she was back out. And that was fantastic. I mean, if this doesn't make me love my job, but I do. I love my job. It's great. But I just want to say we got to the, the PSA, the subtext of the Texas Get a fucking pub sub. Go get a sandwich, maybe a chicken quesadilla, something hearty, something with a nice combination of fat, protein, and fiber just to fill you up. So if you're going to be drinking white wine coolers, like it is, you know, I, I the, the last day on earth, please, for the love of God, get something in the tummy before we get to it. All right. I've been on a rant for 12 minutes about, you know, the, the shit show that was the shit show of that weekend. I still had a fucking great time. And also, Richmond, shout out to the Jefferson Hotel. Mwah, chef's kiss. Phenomenal. But, oh, <laughs> back to Raleigh, though. So we're in Raleigh. And after that show, I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm going to go have a cocktail. So Ray was feeling a little under the weather. He stayed back. So Chris and I went and had a cocktail right across the street from our hotel. I'm sitting there, and this is the most North Carolina shit I've ever seen. Sitting there having a nice margarita at this great place called Dram and Draft. And I look up, and I probably watched a 45-minute strip show. Giant, big windows in our hotel. And there was a lady just, I mean, the guy was sitting in a chair against the window. You know, dollar, dollar bills, throwing them on her. And I said, if this isn't the greatest North Carolina shit I've ever seen in my life. So we walk back into the hotel and I tell the front desk, I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not a snitch. You know, but I heard the people in front of us 
who were getting a new room key say, you know, what the hell was going up on the sixth floor? And the lady was like, oh, yeah. She's like, the fiance was here earlier, but then she left. They kicked her out because it's a bachelor party. I was like, well, everybody at the restaurant across the street has been watching this shit go down. And I got to be honest with you, this is the best night of my life. I think a woman got possibly arrested at the show. And now I've got a little strip tease. You could not have treated me better. North Carolina. Little raw chicken, a little, uh, you know, bend over and grab your ankles and a little episode of Cops. And that is why I stay on the road. You know, I get bored. I go home. Y'all like, Heather, you never spend enough time at home because I get bored. You know, here I am giving you a PSA. But if the shows had gone any other way, I would have also been highly disappointed as well. But God, there's nothing better than just sitting back. And this guy knew what he was doing. He knew he had you know, the windows open. And I sat there and got a 45-minute strip tease. There was a bunch of dudes in the room. The lady seemed like she was really enjoying herself, probably made a killing. I mean, there was cash flying everywhere. So shout out to the lovely uh, exotic dancers of Raleigh, North Carolina, and the wait staff at Dram and Draft. Because let me tell you what, it was fun for everybody. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is brought to you by Saks.com. Again, that's Saks.com. Listen, I love, you know, replenishing my closet for some fabulous fall fashion. And when I am thinking, okay, all right, I'm busy. I'm on the road. I'm touring. Where do I go? I just need to be able to go somewhere fabulous online, order the things and have it delivered to my house in the best way. That's why I love Saks.com. Also, you know, you can type in keywords like maybe cozy vibes or maybe I'm feeling like a disco vibe. Oh, but you know what I love for fall? I love a power suit, okay? Nothing makes me feel more empowered as a boss babe than a power suit. So I can literally just type in on sex.com. I can be like, hey, where's my power suiting at? Ooh, or maybe I want a freakum dress. Maybe I want that revenge dressing. Maybe you just broke up with your ex and you're like, listen, I know I'm gonna run into him at a bat mitzvah, so I need to type in revenge dress. They have everything. You can shop just on your vibe. Listen, we love sax.com. Of all the fun ways to shop sax.com, you can shop by your star sign, by vibe, or by your favorite 90s revival trend. At sax.com, you can even shop by situation, like finding the perfect revenge dress from brands like Christopher Esber or Cult Gaia, which you know is a fan favorite. They have all the top brands, all the things you love. Anything you could ever imagine is right there at Saks.com. Discover new ways to shop for everything every day at Saks.com. And another reason I love Saks.com is they have fabulous designer shoes in those big girl sizes. So if you have a cheddar block foot just like me, don't worry. You can get the Stuart Whites when you can get all the good stuff. Again, that's Saks.com. Shop for anything for every day and for everything at Saks.com. This is a new staple in my get ready with me bag that goes everywhere with me. I travel with this stuff. I'm obsessed with it. I'm talking about Lumi deodorant, L-U-M-E, Lumi deodorant. I got the deodorant wipes. They're probably my favorite thing in the whole kit and caboodle. And I wipe myself down with those after I come off the show. My glitter suits are disgusting. They're sweaty. They are a mess. I am a mess. And then I'm expected to go do a meet and greet. And I don't even have a chance to like take a shower after a show. I love the Lumi wipes. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code absolutely at lumideodorant.com. Here's why I love Lumi, because it's America's number one whole body deodorant, pH optimized for pits, privates, and beyond. They also have deodorant wipes that I was talking about for 24-hour odor control on the go. Also, it's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. I love it. It's freaking fantastic, okay? It's powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it even starts. I love it. Any of the stuff you use is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Right now, all of my listeners get a special deal, but a special deal for my new customers of Lumi. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code absolutely at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code absolutely. Again, that is lumideodorant, L-U-M-E deodorant.com and use code absolutely to get 40% off your starter pack. All right, we're going to get into the voicemails. Let me hear what you guys have been into. You know, we're wheeling and dealing. We're just doing the fucking most. And we're in Italy, okay? When this comes out, I will technically be on a little trip. So I'm about to get into two weeks of crazy press for the Netflix special. Again, coming out October 17th. Very excited about it. And then we're shooting my second special. So guys, just so you know how comedy works, we're always a year ahead. So what I shot last year is coming out this year on October 17th. It's called The Sun I Never Had. And then I'm shooting my next special, which will come out like nine months after that in Atlanta, Georgia. We only have a few tickets left. Two nights at the Fox Theater, uh, November 9th and 10th. 
and it's going to be fucking amazing. It's my homecoming show. It's going to be awesome. Get your tickets at heatherandtour.com. All right, let's get into the voicemails. And as always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Let's see what y'all have been up to. Hey, Heather, this is Morgan. Um, this might be a little bit of change, a little bit of not. Um, currently almost 25 and mm-hmm. going to get my bachelor's in social work. And it's not even like the fourth week of class or fifth week of class. I don't know because they have not gotten enough sleep and so sleep deprived. But um, they say, oh, go get the degree. Oh, do all these things. Um, but let me tell you, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's literally the last few weeks have been literally slapping me by my hips. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I don't know if, like, mercury is in the microwave or what, but it's just being off the dang chain. Mm. Loving lots and mm-hmm. love your podcast. Okay. Bye. All right. Love you too, baby. Wow. First of all, that was such a thick accent. I don't even know if I could decipher that. And you know, that was almost North Carolina accent. North Carolina accent is kind of done here. And you can't even understand sometimes what they're saying. It's different. North Carolina accent is different from Alabama. It's different from Mississippi. It's different from Georgia, like Tennessee. They're all different. Regardless, honey, all I got was, I think you said you're doing the social work. If you're doing the social work one, you're already doing the Lord's work, okay? I might need a couple social workers at my shows to, you know, check in on a hoe, check in on on a sister and just, you know, do a quick uh, pulse check. Make sure that everything is socially good. Yeah, listen, you're, you're out there. You're fighting for your life. And social work's hard. If that is what you said. That was a thick accent. Social work's hard because it's hard not to take it home with you. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, in any line of work, it's hard not to take it home with you, especially if like you're an attorney, if you're a doctor, you care about the people that, um, you know, you're caring for. But yeah, I hear you, girl. Life is exhausting. But you know what I'm going to tell you this right now? When I was watching the U.S. Open, I saw this great thing and it said it was right right after the tunnel, like as the the tennis players were walking through the tunnel, it said pressure is a privilege. And I believe... I believe it was a quote by the incredible female tennis player, Billie Jean King, but I love that. Pressure is such a privilege. And you know what? We got to start thinking about that. I'm not even here to try and be motivating right now, but God damn it, <laughs> it's hard for me not to be. But pressure is a privilege. You're exhausted, but you know what? You're out there and you're doing what you, you're doing what the Lord put you on this earth to do, which is to be a, a nurturer, a caretaker, a, a bad bitch, but it is exhausting. You know, and every time I'm on the road and I'm tired, I'm like, listen, I asked for this. This is the greatest job in the entire world. When I'm sitting middle seat in a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt, you know, in between two large other women, i.e. Chris and Ray, it is like, this is a privilege. This is such a damn privilege. Now, are there moments where I got to give you hoes a PSA on safety for your own fucking good when you come to the shows? Absolutely. But it is, it's, listen, you're out there doing it. If you weren't tired, then you weren't working hard enough, okay? And I hate that. And listen, I'm gonna tell you this right now. You're essentially an entrepreneur. Even though you're working for somebody else, No, you know, I wish I wish my father was not dead because he ran his own business. But the one thing he always said was, when you run your own business, when you're working for yourself, when you are in grad school, you're studying for your own self, what are you doing? You're exhausted. You're working seven days a week, Okay. You know, anybody who's listening to this who has a business or runs their own shit or is in charge of other people, you know, it's seven days a week. And, you know, you can clock in, clock out, or you can do the damn thing and save some lives. God, I would love if you were, I mean, could you imagine with that tender Southern voice being a social worker? I would let you come into my home in my trailer park and just cradle me with your tender arms and be like, baby, it's going to be okay. And that's your gift. And you got to lean into your gift. But if it, if you didn't feel pressure, if you didn't feel exhausted, then you would know that you're not doing everything that you could. So just remember, this is a good thing. I didn't even make this funny. I just literally wanted to give you great sound advice. <laughs> Let's hit the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. Oh. It is your mean, 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 sister. You know what I'm talking about. You know, if you know. Yeah. At any rate, I'm calling because I have an absolutely not, as we're careening uh, 
in the car with my husband across six lanes of traffic yesterday mm -hmm. to hit an exit that he had 10 miles to prepare for. <laughs> um, he casually mentions that he loves my scrub brush sponge in the shower mm. and that it really exfoliates his skin debris. He, no. And I was almost vomited. He used my, he uses my sponge. He's been using it. I don't know how long. I'm so disgusted. <laughs> I mean, this is the same guy that we were on vacation. We were leaving and he was like, yeah, I forgot my toothbrush. We were leaving vacation. I'm like, well, you haven't brushed your teeth all the time? And he's like, no, I, I used your toothbrush. And I was like, yeah, you sick fuck. You sick fuck. Who does that? That is disgusting. What is wrong with you? I, I don't know how you, where you fall on this issue, but <laughs> it's just an absolutely no for me. Disgust me. Let me know what you think, Heather. All right, honey. I mean it. I love you, Mimi. I love you, Mimi. And if you don't know what she's referring to, Mimi was the name of my real mean grandma. But I feel like you're you're a sweetheart. Mimi, let me tell you what right now. As soon as I heard use your scrub brush, I have been on this like level of clean TikTok where I watch these women who give you hacks on like how to make it so, you know, at the end of the month, you're not completely overwhelmed and having to do like full housekeeping. You could, if you just keep up with the tasks regularly once a week, then you can have like a clean shower and the mold won't build up in the mildew, et cetera. So I was watching it and they all talk about these scrub brushes. You have one in the shower and then you have like a squeegee in the shower and you can get the shit done. So every time you get out of the shower, you're scrub brushing and squeegeeing. As soon as I heard scrub brush, I was like, oh, he didn't realize that that's not a loofah. That's actually the scrubber that you use to actually scrub the mildew off the walls of the shower. But no, you're actually talking about a loofah. Okay, let's get into that. Okay, here's the deal. I don't, mm, okay, how do I break this down without, I don't really use a washcloth. I don't really use many loofahs. I found that loofahs tend to be very, they hold a lot of germs. I mean, if I'm in a washcloth, I'll washcloth my face. But I get in there with that Dr. Bronner's, that peppermint, you know, a, a little handful, dilute that, get a little peppermint down on the old ones and twos down in the crotchal region. I'm telling you what, it'll put a little pep in your step. You won't need a loofah. But I guess, yeah, I, I don't have... I know this is a very controversial topic, but I'm not a kind, the kind of gal who has a lot of scrubbing things in the shower. You know, I believe in letting the water do the work and letting the Lord rinse it away. So I think you've got to check the scrubber because if you're not changing the scrubber once a week, all the, where's the dead skin going? In the scrubber. It's just sitting there on the top of that nice, you know, what is that? Like a woven, like a jute you know what I mean? What are those those jute rugs look the exact same thing as the, the loofah? You're just basically scrubbing the dead skin and letting it stay there unless you're changing it out. So I think it's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's on you. You're actually, Mimi, a little filthy. I don't think you realize you've just been exfoliating dead skin with dead skin. But now the husband thing, listen, my husband's hygiene, it, it goes from zero to 100. If he has a day off, it will, there's no teeth brush. There is, there's a lack of a shower. You know, he'll go out and uh, pressure wash the garage and then just won't shower for two days. It's, it's, you, you got to check in. I got to go, honey, did you brush your teeth? Are we going to rinse? What are we doing? You know, and Jeff's favorite thing is I'm going to take a shower in the morning. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a nighttime shower gal in morning, you know, but I, like after a show, I come back. I shower because I sweat like Cat Williams on stage and I will then get in the bed. You know, some of you also bath whores. Let's talk about that. Some of y'all like to soak in your own filth. I don't get it. I will do it if the muscles are sore with a couple Epsom salt or magnesium tablets, but I'm not sitting in my own bath. Y'all, you bath curlies really need to figure your shit out. I've got large tits. If I sit in a bath, my areolas just sit at the very top of the water, which then I've, you know, I've got rock hard nips that are freezing. And then I then have to get in the shower after the bath. None of it makes sense. Absolutely. None of it makes sense. I end up with a raging UTI. I don't have time for this, but Mimi back to you. Yeah. I think we need to change out the loofah. But when you're saying your husband was using your toothbrush, can I be honest with you? That one honestly does not gross me out as much as the loofah. And I don't know why I know that's probably going to get, you know, a lot of feedback on that one. I mean, you know, if you put his penis in your mouth, it's the same thing. And 
I, I don't know. It doesn't, that one doesn't bother me as much. My husband is very anal retentive about his Phillips toothbrush. I mean, he has a whole fucking kit and caboodle for it. And, you know, there have been days, I always forget a toothbrush. I don't take my electric toothbrush. That sits on my counter. I don't pack it. I like these little bamboo disposable toothbrushes. I'll take two or three on a trip. You know, they're not bad for the environment. Do my thing because I don't want to carry the whole charger and all that shit. There have been times, though, when maybe there was some, something stuck on the back molar that I may steal, you know, steal his little, you know, electric scrubber back there. And Jeff's caught me and he wasn't too upset about it. If you're willing to put their penis in your mouth, what, what's the big deal? What's the big deal of barring the toothbrush? You know what I mean? If these guys are are going down on you, just let, you know, let them borrow the toothbrush. I don't think it's that big of a deal, Mimi. But I think you using a, a continuing to use a loofah scrubber and not changing it out once a week is disgusting. And I might call the health department on you because you need to get your shit together. However, Mimi, I did like that you said your husband was rushing over six lanes of traffic, even though he had 10 minutes to get to the exit. My husband does this shit all the time. It's gotten to the point, and I know I've said this before on the podcast, but if I say like, if I read him directions, he doesn't absorb anything I say. And it's been a big point of frustration in our marriage. I'll be like, all right, honey, we're going to turn left on Canal Street. So in two lights, you're going to turn left. The name of the street is Canal. That's in two lights. We'll get to Canal. He'll buzz through and he's like, I didn't know. I didn't see it coming. I will literally say in two lights, in three stop signs, in three stop signs, there'll be a red bush. Take a right. Like I give him such specific niche details and he still doesn't listen. And that's why I realized he didn't absorb a fucking thing I say. And it makes me nuts. So now I just say, if you can't get the Apple CarPlay to work, if you can't, look at it on a screen. I'm not reading your directions anymore because this, we will end up in a road rage situation where I just whoop his ass in the least Audi. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. So Mimi, I love you, but you also need to get your shit together. I get sent a lot of stuff and I try a lot of things, but I'll tell you what, when I get sent bras, I am very cautious about it. I'm like, okay, is this really going to be great? Well, let me tell you what, Honey Love sent me their bestseller crossover bra and it is so comfortable it will absolutely be your new go-to, okay? This bra gives all the support of a traditional bra without using any underwires. Listen, this is 2023, okay? We don't have time for underwires. If you're still living in the underwire game, what are we doing here? Plus, it has mesh detailing, which adds a touch of sexy, which we love. This is the one bra you'll actually enjoy wearing and you won't take it off. I love all the Honey Love products I use. They're little smoothing shorts. I love it all. But literally, this bra has changed the game. I can sleep in this on an airplane. I can wear this when I'm traveling. It is so comfortable, but it also has a nice back smoothing fabric to prevent bra bulge. That is my one trouble area where if I could just literally get rid of that back fat forever, I would feel like a new human being. But what's nice is Honey Loves bras are designed so that it just, the fabric just smooths out. You know what I mean? And so you also feel supported. There's nothing worse than when you have underwire, but your left boobs going one way, your right's going the other. This bra is so fantastic and I really love it. Also, Honey Love has you covered for everyday looks, workouts, weddings, and more. Honey's what you need in your life. You've earned it. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash absolutely. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. It's honeylove.com slash absolutely. Cinch, snatched, and lifted. It's hot girl season thanks to Honey Love. Again, you just got to go to honeylove.com slash absolutely. Honeylove.com slash absolutely. Hi, Heather. This is Lily from... Um well, I guess I can't tell you where I'm calling because this would just expose too many people. Um, but I'm a sports dietitian in a very prominent athletics um, institution, college. And I'm currently hooking up with uh, one of the basketball assistant coaches. And no one okay. at work knows about it. And, you know, he came over last night we hooked up. I'm on my period. Mm. Uh, somehow blood get on the back of his shirt. Me thinking, you know, he's going to leave change before work. Nope. I see him halfway through the day and he's wearing the shirt mm. with blood on the back of it. And I literally just shriek in front of a room full of people because I'm like the audacity of that man to wear my period blood. Mm, I love in it. The workspace is 
absolutely insane. Absolutely not to that. Okay. Sister friend, I think this is absolutely fantastic. Okay. Wow. Talk about just getting back to basics. I mean, you basically put your little stamp on him and said, go, go out into the world. Um, Lord, I love it. I, that, I think it's hot. I mean, and I'm not even trying to be gross right now. Listen, I hooked up with someone in college once and didn't realize that, you know, I lost a sticky boob that night. And then the next day the guy goes to, to class you know, he was a Fidel and he had a sticky boob stuck on the back of his shirt. It was my other sticky boob. And I thought that that wasn't the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. I, and I saw him walk out the door of the Fidel house with the sticky boob on. And I said, go, go forth, go forth, young man. And uh, let the world know, let the world know that there has never been a larger sticky boob ever created on the planet. When you have double D's, the sticky boobs don't even look like, you know, that everybody looks like they have the cute little pasties on. Mine just actually looks like, you know, a queen size mattress just stuck to my fucking tit. I think that's great. I mean, good for him. Also, I love it. You know, he didn't, he didn't know. Did you maybe get him a, a sweater to drape over the shoulders? Maybe go to the, you know, the booster club, the, the, I mean, he's, you know, he's an athletic coach. He should have access to a Jersey. Maybe <laughs> just tell him to put on a Jersey, but I love that you're having a good time with the assistant coach. Also, here's the deal. He's the assistant coach. He's not the head coach. So you don't have to worry about the team, you know, this affecting the team. It, you know, he's out there maybe doing the offense or the defense, but he's not running the whole kit and caboodle. Now, if you're having sex with the head coach, I might say you're going to have a couple angry fans on your hands if they don't have a great season. But I think, you know, if the pussy's good, hey, it's going to motivate him to, you know, tell those athletes to hustle. Not that's absolutely not. Dude, that's great. I I that's not even an absolutely not for me. I mean, he was walking around confidently. It is interesting that nobody really called him out on that or just said, "Hey, there's something on the back of your shirt." So, you know, go Wildcats. I don't even know if that was the team, that was the school, but go Wildcats. You live your best life. Also, shout out to a man who, you know, enjoys <laughs> slipping and sliding through menstruation. Y'all, this episode is so fucking unhinged. What am I even talking about today? I am so exhausted. I had that bacon, egg, and cheese, salt and pepper ketchup on an everything flat, and it is just, my blood sugar is just tanked. So I'm not even really giving you sage sound advice, except this man is a keeper. Hold on to him. You know, wife him up. Put some shit in a crock pot later with a little Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning on top of that and make him not be able to ever forget you because this man is a keeper. He is everything and you need to immediately, immediately trap him. You know, I don't know. You know, he knew you were on your period. Make him think you're pregnant or something. I don't know. Trap this man because he's a good one. And if he seems like such a good one, you know, he will stick around. But also we eventually need him to get that head coaching job because we're going to need need him to make a little bit more money. But we love it. Good for you. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. To leaving your mark on a man. This is horrific advice. Next voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is Zach from Lafayette, Louisiana. Sorry, called twice before this and fucked up both messages. So let's do this again. Okay. Um, first of all, can't wait to see you in Baton Rouge on oh. October 13th. Got my tickets in the nosebleeds and in the nosebleeds and I am ready to go. Um, but I just want to say absolutely not to my sister being a bitch about mm. me going about coming with me to see um, your show. So the you know, as soon as your tickets dropped, I asked my sister, hey, do you want to go to the show with me? You know, Kara, our other sister, and I really love her. I think that you would like, like her too. Let's go. And she says, um, ask me again in a couple weeks. Like, I'm busy. <gasps> so I asked her again in a couple weeks, hey, do you want to go to this show? Um, it's October. I think you'd really like it. And she says, um, how much are they? And I say, they're $33 and she plus fees. And she says, well, how much are fees going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. So I go to the checkout page and I see, you know, final cost per ticket ends up being like 48. So I say, you know, final cost per ticket for the nosebleeds is 48. And she says, I just don't know that I can afford 48. Like I can do 33, but 48 will just set me over the edge. Meanwhile, this girl travels literally every other weekend for some tournament or to go see some friend or some shit. So I just want to say absolutely not to my sister being a bitch about paying to go see your show an extra $15 in fees when she can afford to travel the fucking country. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, absolutely not to that. 
can't wait to see you in October. <laughs> um, yeah, love and light. Bye. Love and light, honey. Thank you so much for being a true f- friend and fan. And you know what? In fact, this is what I want you to do. If you can... If you can DM Tina, we will put you in the front. You don't need to be in the nosebleeds. I will upgrade your seats. Okay. Find Tina Tompkins. Just find a way to get in touch with me. DM me and put nosebleeds in the comments and I'll make sure you have front row seats. And tell this little bitch she's uninvited. All right. Bring another friend. Don't bring the sister. Bring another friend. Oh my God. There's nothing worse. There is nothing worse than when, and it, listen, I know she's your flesh and blood. So you got to, you know, give her the first invite. There's nothing worse though. When you go to everybody else's shit, you know, you go to everybody else's baby shower, you do this or that. And then you conveniently say, Hey, I got tickets to this show. I would like to go see the Jonas brothers, whatever. And then all of a sudden they're going to nickel and dime you. I don't want to hear. I paid for a fucking snoo. I paid for a pack and play at your damn baby shower. And you don't even want to chip in $48. to see one of the absolute most heroic comedians of all time. Wow. Wow, sister. First of all, I give you a two-hour show, all right? This is one of the best shows you'll ever go to. It's so fun that women are blacking out and getting arrested, all right? And possibly falling asleep. No, my show's fantastic. It is so much fun. So tell your sister she is, she's being a bitch. Okay, why are you being a Bia Bia? You know you need to be a Mia Mia. And we already know about that. But I'll upgrade the seats, front row. I'll chit chat. We'll we'll slice her and dice her. I'll roast the shit out of her. But we're not going to tell her. Just tell her, say, you know what, sis? I got the tickets covered. I know that you just came back from Ibiza. And, you know, you're running low on cash. So this is my treat. But really, it's my treat, honey. I got you. I will upgrade you. And then we will literally, we will dress her down. We will just rip her a new asshole and it'll be great and then she'll leave and be like I hated that show (laughs) no I'm not mean you know I'm just I you know I'm joyful I have a good time I have a great time wherever I go but wow there's nothing worse and everybody has that one friend you know they spend money on you but you never have the funds for them and we all know that you know they find out I don't know Leanne Rimes is back on tour and it's your best friend from home and and she knows that you know you guys grew up singing Leanne Rimes together And all of a sudden she spent her last fucking dime to go meet some sort of guy she met on Raya. She has to fly to Prague to meet him because he's quote unquote shooting a movie. But we know that no movies are shooting right now because SAG is on strike. So that was the first lie she told you. And you're trying to explain to your friend that she just got got. But she won't admit it. But now all of a sudden she doesn't have money to go to the Leanne Rimes concert. We all know this girl. Her name, name is usually Victoria. You know, sometimes a Natalie. And she always pulls this shit. So you should also just know, gearing up for the next thing, go ahead, buy the ticket. Invite her to it. Don't ask for the money. You're never going to see the money. And then maybe at Christmas, just send her a Venmo. That's what you do. You catalog it. You just guilt her later. And she says, hey, sweetie, what do you want for Christmas? I just want, here is my, here's the bill for the last six shows that I paid for. Because you ran out of money because you went and met a man in Prague that you met on Raya, who's not a real filmmaker, but is probably a sex trafficker. So regardless, just call him out. Keep receipts. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. I don't know how that ties in, but you get what I'm saying. And I will upgrade those seats and you will be front row. And whatever this other sister, I like your sister, Kara, Kara, did you say? She's fantastic. But this other sister, we will, we will let her know what's up. She'll have a great time now. She'll end up being a bridesmaid at my third wedding. I can't wait to meet her. But yeah, there's always that one girl. You know, they never have the time. But we spent all the money on the bridal shower. We spent the money on the baby shower. You know, we didn't even go to the baby gap. We went to that fucking Jack and Jill store. Made sure to get you the bibs that, you know, are made out of organic dye and some sort of flaxseed cotton. And you don't have $48 to come see one of, I would say, the most iconic performers of all time. Wow. Okay. I got it. Reading you loud and clear. But you know what? We're going to upgrade those seats. And you're going to come and have a great time. And then after the show, we're going to get on a party bus and go back to New Orleans. So buckle up. I'm excited to be back in Baton Rouge. One of my favorites. You know, go Tigers. Even though I'm an, I went to Ole Miss, Ole Miss fan, go Tigers. You know, speaking of Tigers, just... I've been getting a lot of DMs. It's not even a part of this voicemail, but I've been getting so many DMs from the original Britney 911 groups of like, what can we do? And I just think we get to let it ride. I think we got to let it ride. 
you know, it's getting it's getting even darker than it was before. The white boots are, you know, getting sweatier. I just recently had to throw out a pair of my white boots from tour that I just found out had mold in them. And I'm worried about Britney's sweaty boots that she's been dancing around in. I'm sure they get a little moldy, which mold poisoning can really fuck you up. So I think there might be a touch of mold poisoning in the white boots because I've experienced that. You know, the bikinis are getting lower. You know, the teeth, the gap in the teeth is getting a little wider. I just think, you know, I'd love to go to a Chili's and sit down with Miss Spears and just chit chat with her, see what's going on. Talk to her because I don't feel like she has a lot of great girlfriends in her corner and just figure out what we can do to help her. But every other 10th DM is, hey, girl, what are we going to do about Brittany? And I don't know. I don't know what we can do. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to make sure that, you know, the fans in my audience are making it home safe. And I can't even help that. So regardless, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing the best I can, but I, I'm open to any suggestions that you have. Also, real quick, want to give a huge shout out to Josh, who was on the front row in Raleigh. He was so hot. And this guy, I mean, I, you know, I was razzing him the whole show. We had a great time. Josh, you were great. And I tried to find you and your wife after the show. So I don't know. Maybe have a threesome or something. You know, I don't think my husband would have been that mad about it. But I just wanted to give you a hug because he was literally in my crotch the whole show. But he built, I asked his wife at the show, I said, you know, what kind of husband is he? And she said, he tinkers in the yard and he built her a pool by hand. And so whatever husbands are listening to this podcast right now, be like a Josh, get out there and build something by your, or if, you, if you're not great with your hands, I don't know, code something, make her an app to make her life easier. Or you know what? If you just throw money at problems, buy her a gift. But Josh was so hot. He had this beard. He was tall. He was beefy. And I asked him, I said, so you just built a pool by hand? He's like, yeah, I just built a pool by hand. That's what I did. She loves it. And the wife was just hammered and I loved everything about it. But anyways, want to give a big shout out to Josh. Josh, if you're out there and things don't work out, <laughs> call me. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's Sydney from Kentucky living in Indianapolis. Nice. I was absolutely not or or maybe just absolutely confused because, okay, the last few times I've gone to Trader Joe's, one of the best places to shop in the world, they have posted like a big old note at every single register of their food getting recalled. Mm, and yeah. that sounds kind of normal. You know, you might see like a recall on one thing and be like, oh, okay, not a big deal, whatever. But every time I go, there's something new. And it's not just because of something random. It's like, this is literally one of them. We've recalled falafel because we found rock. Yeah. In the falafel. Like, mm -hmm. uh, okay. And then the next time it's like, oh, we recall these crackers because there's metal yeah. in them. Um, okay, probably don't want to eat metal, but like, don't get me wrong, this is not stopping me from shopping at Trader Joe's. Like, yeah, I, I can handle a few rocks, I guess. I mean, not sure where it's gonna stop, but I don't know, maybe absolutely not. Or maybe Trader Joe's is just the only grocery that's being transparent about it. So maybe absolutely yes. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Don't really know what to do. Bye, Heather. Oh, at, listen, absolutely yes to Trader Joe's. Absolutely not to the fact that there's rocks in the falafel. And I I, I appreciate the transparency. Now, I'm never going to shit on Trader Joe's, okay? Between the two buck chuck and, uh, you know, uh, their... their um, what is it? Artichoke, jalapeno, tzatziki dip. I'm I'm in. I'm locked in. My my favorite domestic thing is to go to the Trader Joe's right by my house. And, you know, every Monday when I get home from tour, just tinker around. You see the new cream mango pops, you know, run my little acrylic fingers across a, a new shawarma chicken dish. I'm into that. That brings me joy. But I did notice the alarming signs all over the store that said rocks in the falafel, you know, metal in the crackers. I got to be honest with you, though. If you're out there living a just life, not even like living your best life, you're going to you're going to encounter those things. I mean, imagine if you're an oysters kind of gal. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be in Italy. I'm going to be eating oysters. Oysters, one of the most problematic things you could possibly eat. Bottom feeder loose. You know, if you ask any sort of doctor, they're going to say, what's the what's the number one thing you can get a foodborne illness from an oyster? You know, and I, I, I don't think Trader Joe's is selling oysters these days, but 
I think if you're just out there living on the edge, I'm surprised we're not getting more rocks and metal in our teeth. I say go with it. You know, I, I don't think we shut down Trader Joe's. I think we lift them up for being transparent about it and letting us know that you could crack a tooth with a falafel. You know, it's it is what it is. We're living in wild times. I mean, listen, I you know, I worked in the restaurant biz for years, so I am so hyper aware of what could end up in your food. You know, and if you're sassy to a bar back, you might end up with a little bit of their DNA in your risotto or, you know, your Long Island iced tea. So I just know that you're if you're going out, if you're not making the food yourself, you are already living on the edge that you might get a little, you know, a little specimen and your food, there might be a hair and I had a hair in a Greek salad once that I couldn't eat a Greek salad for about 10 years. And I love a Greek salad. Probably I'd say my top salad choices, Cobb and Greek. Oh, but Italian chopped, Italian chopped, Cobb and Greek, top three salads. And I'll fight anybody on that. Oh, fuck. But there's also Caesar. Okay. Top four salads, Cobb, Italian chopped, Greek, and a Caesar. Yeah, oh, but there's also bib lettuce. I love a bib lettuce with like a tarragon dressing. Top five salads. You, you get where I'm going. Oh, and I also love a caprese. Regardless, if you're having any sort of butter lettuce, an endive, a radicchio, any sort of loose leafy green that's coming across your plate, you might end up with something in it. So I, I'm not here. I, I say absolutely yes to the, the large notification. Actually, absolutely not. I'd rather possibly live in the dark. You know, what do they say? If you sleep with your mouth open, there's something like in your lifetime, you'll, you'll have eaten or swallowed like 10 spiders. I want to know. You know, I always see these videos on TikTok where people have like cameras in their homes and we have tons of cameras outside of our home. And we have like a little dog camera in our kitchen, but they have these cameras. And I don't know if it's like a nanny cam, if it's just that's a part of their security system, but they'll always post like my husband fell down the stairs. And then it's a video that shows their living room, their kitchen and their husband falling down the stairs. And it'll they'll, they'll post videos like, you know, my, my husband choked on a on a croissant in the kitchen and here's a video. And you can just hear their full conversations. Does everybody have cameras in their home? Is that what everyone is doing these days? Are y'all not worried about that footage eventually, you forgetting that the camera's there and then that footage eventually getting out? Like, I am wildly surprised at how many people just have cameras in their kitchens and their, their homes, their bedrooms. These people who do like their nightly bedroom routine or or they'll they'll splice it together on TikTok and it's just, it's a night vision camera in their room. Is that not fucking bizarre to anybody else? I, I don't want to see myself sleep. I definitely don't ever want to see myself have sex. That's disgusting. You know what I mean? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Is there something I don't know? Do I need a better security system? I mean, we have 40 cameras outside of our home, but I don't, I don't need to, you know, just have this level of voyeurism of just, you know, big brother in my house. I don't get it. Sorry. That was a complete side note, but I'm just curious. What were you talking about? Rocks and food rocks. I, I, I say Trader Joe's don't tell me don't ruin the mystique. You know, as long as it's not a choking hazard, you know, fun fact, I actually have a couple pebbles in my knee that were never properly cleaned out. I was running outside of a garage sale when I was about eight years old and I fell and slid down a gravel driveway. My entire knee busted open almost down to the bone, had to be rushed to get stitches and they never could probably really clean it out. So I have a bunch of little rocks in my knee. Fun fact. So if you've ever taken a bite of me, you know what I mean? I should warn you that there's something in me, you know? So I just say, it's not going to stop me from going to Trader Joe's. It shouldn't stop you. That falafel is freaking delicious. But, you know, absolutely, yes, the fact that we live in a day and age where you got to tell everybody your business, you know? I don't know. Maybe maybe we should keep things a little closer to the chest so that I don't have to worry, so I don't have to think twice about get, getting the rosemary crackers. You know, let me just live. I'm out here fighting for my life. Let me live and not have to second guess what's in my food. All right. Okay. That was our last voicemail. And that's a beautiful thing. Listen, we have gone through it. You know, is being a social worker exhausting? Absolutely. But remember, pressure is privilege. If you weren't tired, you wouldn't know what you were doing. You know, um, I can't wait to meet this cunty sister down at the show in Baton Rouge. Also really excited. I know that when I'm coming to Baton Rouge for that show, that there's a game the next night. But listen, come spend your Friday night with me. It's going to be unhinged. The tickets are going very fast. Last time we sold it out at the Raising Cane Center. So it's going to be out of control. But if you, you know, and if you're not this, this, the person who called in and you just have a cunty sister in general, bring her down, you know, let me know all the fun facts about her and we will let her have it. You know, shout out to Mimi who is fighting for her life every day, sharing a toothbrush with her husband and just 
you know, shout out to men in general for just doing the least when it comes to basic hygiene. And shout out to everybody who's out there coming to shows, behaving. Shout out to Sexy Josh. And remember, be the day you want to be tomorrow. But you can still get tickets to the shows. Where else are we going this year? You know what? Let me pull this up real quick. Let me pull up where where the rest of the places we're going on tour. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Again, you know I have my thing. If you come up to me in public and you're like, biggest fan, I say, which show did you come to? He's like, well, I've never been to one. I've been on the, I've been on the road for four years, okay? So come to the damn show. All right, what do we have left? All right, we're hitting October 18th, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. October 14th, Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, also October 6th, Charlotte, North Carolina. Then we're going to Toronto, Ontario, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, Houston, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Los Angeles. And then again, we're shooting the second special in Atlanta, Georgia. And guys, I just want to say thank you so much for all the kind words, everything y'all have said since we made the announcement about the um, special coming out. It's called Sun I Never Had. It'll be on Netflix October 17th. Please tune in. It means the world to me. The material is very near and dear to my heart. I share, you know, the human experience of what it was like losing my dad and it's a great it's a great introduction if you're new to me. But the wild thing is, I was you know record, I was touring with that material for years, and then we shot it last year. So I, it's been out in the world forever, and now it is on the big screen. So big shout out to everybody who came and saw that tour. And again, if you're coming out to the show now, this tour totally different tour. That was the farewell tour. This is the comeback tour, and then we're going to shoot the next special in Atlanta on November 9th and 10th. There will not be tickets left to that. So I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Just get your tickets now. Heatherontour.com. And as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. I will see you on the next episode. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.